Hey everybody, welcome to the show, and uh, you know what, we got, we got a real special guest for all of you today. Uh, turns oh, out... We got a guest today. Uh, yeah, we got uh, Walt Disney. Oh. It's, should oh. be uh, coming by the studio in just, oh, just no. a minute. Um, oh, he... No, Walt canceled. What? Yeah, no, he told me at like one, one o'clock today. Um, he called me and he said that he couldn't make it. All right. Well, you know, it, I'd appreciate it if you told me these types of things before we start well, recording. I'm, I'm telling you now. now. Like, I look like a real jackass. Well, I mean, you could have asked. You could have asked, you know, um, Walt Disney, is he going to be on? You could have asked, I mean, you know. I, I feel as though the question was implied by us having this whole segment. I'm... I'm he said he couldn't make it, and I'm telling you now. I don't understand what the problem is. All right, well, let's just go to commercial. Fine. All right. That's... <laughs> There's an intro. Yeah, that's true. Um... You know, in the spirit of improv, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, what's hang on? What is this? This show? Uh, well, this is the On Two's podcast, where normally oh, that makes more we sense. talk about cartoons. Yes. Uh, which now makes less sense if you are familiar with the with the show and you read the title. Uh, I think it could make this more month, sense. Yeah. Well, this month. <laughs> We're doing. It's gonna be a chaotic one. <laughs> Puppets in July. Welcome to Puppets in July, which is our our celebration of all things puppet, marionette, and uh, guys in big costumes. Well, what can uh, I say? But you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, um, what what inspired you to to want to do this? Well, well, we had talked about a whole bunch of like these. I, I keep running across these shows and I'm like, oh, these these are real good. Yeah. But they're not cartoons. They're puppets every time. Every single time yeah. Will watches a show and says, damn, this show's good. It just this happens to have puppets uh, in it. Yep. Well, I don't... All, all the time. I don't know if you knew this, but um, it's kind of a, a running joke as to how much people in Minneapolis like puppets. I think you'd fit right in here. Oh, really? Yeah. There's a... um. Uh, Wait, is there like puppet theaters and shit? There's a bunch of puppet theaters. Um, East Hell Phillips, yeah. where Rachel used to live, um, uh, has like multiple puppet theaters, and they do like a street parade multiple times a year, where they um, uh, have both large and small puppets. Um, we've transported giant protest puppets in our truck before. It's like it's like a whole thing. If I remember correctly, the mayor's a puppet. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that was amazing. I wish <laughs> I wish I could have responded more cleanly to that. That was fucking brilliant. God damn. Uh, well, yeah, and this week we're doing Siffel and Ollie, but yeah. first we have some uh, breaking not cartoon stuff. Yeah, uh, vaguely, vaguely not cartoon. Vaguely. I, it involves cartoons. Anyway, yeah. uh, the day before we recorded this, uh, someone finally, after a fairly long search, 
uncovered uh, Sesame Street episode 847, which was a band episode with the um, with Margaret Hamilton playing the Wicked Witch of the West. Yeah, I feel like band is is a strong word here. Well, they they didn't run it again. Yeah, ever. Um, They ran it one time and then parents called in and they were like, my child shit himself because he saw a witch. (laughs) And they they just never played it again. I think band is dramatic. I think what would be more accurate is that uh, they let Oscar the Grouch eat it behind the dumpster. Oh, yeah, probably. Yeah. (laughs) And, you know, good for him. Mm -hmm. Hey, he's got to eat something. Man's got to eat. So... Yeah, we watched, like, the abridged version of this, which didn't involve everything, because the whole episode's, like, an hour long. Right. And we were going to tack on another hour of show to watch before. Yeah, I mean, that's a, t- that's a whole that. episode, right? Yeah, but I I think that this just got banned because kids are stupid. It was, a, it was a great little show. I had a, I was, had a lovely time. Yeah, like, there's maybe one point where there's some, like light flashing and that's like all that would really be all that scary to me yeah i mean um so i read some articles about it um both some articles that were like uh what's the word contemporaneous at the time and after the fact and oh um, sure it sounds like the thing that kids were really afraid by is um the witch does a bunch of like threatening of the various uh of our various good good pals and friends oh yeah and so i think that that's what it was really centered on because and that makes sense like i don't want to i don't want to hear that especially when your connection to this like concept of big bird is like i understand that big bird exists and is Uh already kind of make-believe and then you are telling me that you're going to turn him inanimate that's like a thing that a kid can conceive of i think in a lot of cases and that's like you're going to kill my friend in a way that i understand and that that is scary but, yeah, I guess I could get there. Yeah, but all of that being said, I don't, I don't think that that's like, you know, um, I think that is a resolvable problem or like a conversation that a parent could have. You know, honestly, I found the most upsetting thing in this was that they had to pay for water. <laughs> I think that was just a joke. <laughs> like, <laughs> you have to pay because she owns the store. Also, oh, Will, she does. Yeah. Also, Will, we have to pay for water in our current life, real life world. Not at a restaurant. I mean. They just bring you water. Depends if you're poor or not. You pay for other stuff. It's amortized into the cost of your food. Depends if you're poor or not. Yeah, I guess. So you do it. You will with that one, you know? Anyway. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I don't know. There there wasn't too much to it, but it's very interesting that we start off our puppet month and at the same exact time, uh, you know, this thing gets discovered. Yeah. It was interesting. Um, I I thought the episode generally, I liked the arc of it. We don't have to talk about the whole plot of it, but the arc is essentially that the Wicked Witch of the Waste loses her broom. She can't grab it back from somebody. It needs to be... Um, given to her more than given it like can't somebody else can't be holding on to it um in order for her to take it and so Mm. that's the the whole crux of the episode is that she can't just like forcibly grab it she can like threaten people and like do all sorts of stuff but she can't literally just grab it from somebody i thought that was a a clever little little conceit there um yeah as far as just like how to how to structure an episode and keep their being conflict and then the whole thing is that the um the character who 
um, uh, ends up with the room is like perfectly willing to give it back to her, but he stops and 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 uh, backs off of it and like gets um, reserved because she's so rude to him and she doesn't treat him like a person and like that's the thing. And so the crux of the message for kids is like if you want something, you need to treat people with respect when you're asking for it. Otherwise, you're not going to get it. I think that's a, a a great little message. And so yeah. she turns herself into an old woman and tries to trick him. And he's not tricked. He's not fooled by uh, by this. He plays along with it and is like, yeah, okay. Well, I know that she's trying to trick me, but I'm going to um, like take this. Uh, take this as level. her being nice because she is like, y- you know, like he is getting her to treat him like a person. Yeah. I thought that was clever. Uh, I thought the whole that whole bit was pretty well executed, and um, uh, in the end, everybody sort of gets what they want by um, by just like being chill. <laughs> yeah, and then the broom drops out of the sky again, and everybody's like, "No, like, not oh, again!" No. <laughs> so I thought the actual episode was good. It's I haven't watched an episode of Sesame Street in a really long time. I didn't realize oh, how same. much like improv theater it actually felt. Yeah, I did not watch sesame street much as a kid yeah it it was one of those things that like they would play it when i was in preschool sure and i i would just go like draw or whatever yeah it's just like i don't really care i remember watching it a decent amount i liked the characters and the 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 whole like um conceit of a neighborhood was very appealing to me as a kid i remember like that that community was cool yeah, I do like the the conception of it and yeah. all the like looking at it now. I really enjoy all the sets and the um, mm-hmm. you know. Well, we only had, we only had one quasi puppet in this episode. Is the other thing? <laughs> Everything else was just people. How dare you refer to them as quasi puppet? What Big Bird? Big Bird's a puppet puppet. It, it doesn't Big matter Bird's that a... he's made of flesh and bone. Yeah. <laughs> It doesn't make him any less Big of a Bird's puppet, the sir. Least puppet, puppet in the show. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, we, uh, yeah, just wanted to to mention that because it just happened, and now on to Syphil and Ollie. Yeah, onto the thing that we actually watched. Yep, <laughs> the the actual thing. Um, so this was fun. I hadn't heard of this at all. Oh, really? Yeah this this completely this escaped like... my um my orbit. I think this is another one of those, like, even the slight generational difference, you know, the the 0.25 generational difference between us. Right. Is, like, right on the crux of a lot of different kinds of media from the 80s and 90s. And uh, I think that this hits into that. I guess maybe just 90s. This one avoided you entirely. Had you even heard that, like, United States or whatever song? I think so. Like, it it only pinged off of my brain, but it's hard to say because... I feel like a lot of this stuff, it is also just inscribed inside of culture in ways yeah. that are like, you know, this guy, like it is, this is conjecture, but it's impossible in my opinion that like Neil C. Sarego wasn't extremely influenced by these guys, for example, um, between the puppets and the songs and the uh, all those bits. It's like, okay, I, I feel like I can draw a pretty crew, pretty clear through line there. And, um, you know, uh, and also Liam Lynch has like um gone on to do a lot of stuff. Uh like the other two people who are involved in the show, so Matt Croco, 
who's uh plays Chester and um and Syphil. And Syphil, yeah. Um he's gone on to basically just do documentary stuff uh, like documentaries and reality tv shows i was about to say good for him and then i heard the reality tv show part and i'm like never mind wow i mean none of these look atrocious yeah uh oh he's just like a he's yeah he's a producer now yeah yeah like he just produces stuff he did the secret Uh, of skinwalker ranch (laughs) yeah which like i'd be interested in watching that that sounds like Skinwalker Ranch, some okay. cool shit. He was a field producer on Ancient Aliens for six episodes, yeah. and that is a crime. <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna have to. Uh, oh, this, the mystery. Oh, he did the mystery of Se- of Skinwalker Ranch in 2020, and then the secret then, of Skinwalker. This does that make it a spinoff oh, wow. of Ancient Aliens? Uh, maybe. Wow, I do over. Now wow, curious. that looks secret bad. Secret of Skinwalker Ranch. He was a, a story producer on the. Um, the TV documentary to the tribute to Billy Mays. Huh. That's fascinating. Gives couples well, a second chance at their wedding. That's like kind of a cute proposal for a thing. Yeah. And so, Battleground Earth, Ludacris versus Tommy Lee. Right. What? It's, it sounds like he he did like some music stuff and then just moved on to do um, like reality show documentary type stuff. Goddamn. Ludacris has done some shit, huh? Right. Also, uh, I did not then... know Tommy Lee looked like that. Oh shit! Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I don't like making fun of people's appearance, but it's like he's got a very like '90s new metal aesthetic. Yeah, yeah. It's like the culmination of choices that lead up to this. Yeah, you know that's the that's the thing that I'm I'm bemused by. Uh, but then you got Liam Lynch, who. Uh, was in the music department for School of Rock. Was in the music department for Clone High. Nice. Which is God. That's a show we need to do at some point. I have no idea what that is. I was it's saying nice to School of Rock. Bringing back. Uh, that doesn't answer Clone any of my High, questions. Clone High was uh Lord and Miller, like oh. one of their first TV shows. Yeah, it was a cartoon that ran on MTV. MTV. And then after that, they did Scrubs. Like, yeah, and and then the went on history. to do all the shit. Yeah, I uh, see. Liam Lynch also directed uh, Tenacious D, The Pick of Destiny. Damn. Yeah, awesome it's like some shit. fairly real stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and the other, the other guy, Michael Taylor, um, who I I didn't see where exactly he was voiced, but oh, all right. Uh, he voiced Jimmy, the cameraman. Oh, sure. Is this uh, the same Michael Taylor in The Good Doctor? Uh, no. Damn. This Michael Taylor has four credits. <laughs> so it's it's this, it's Joe the King, uh-huh. which I have never heard of. Joe uh, the King. Video called Fake Movies and some something called Welcome to Earth Volume 1. Okay. Getting started. Okay. But yeah, I I don't think that this is a show that necessarily we can do a recap of. No, it's not that because it's it's just that ain't it. Yeah. Uh, but we can like I don't know, just talk about the segments. Yeah, I think that's the way to do it. Um, did you have a favorite like um I don't know what to call it like bit 
that they do? Uh, I do like so it's um it's either a word with Chester or letters to Chester. God, I love a letters to Chester. Where, where they just they have to explain the to concept Chester. of letters yeah, to him. Yeah, that's so good. <laughs> well, and it's him. They'll explain the concept to him, and he still thinks that the person's in the room. Yeah, he's like, oh, with, yeah. Um, where are that guy? Can I talk? They open. They open my mail. They sent. Oh, they sent. They wrote a. Oh, are they here? <laughs> yeah. So, did you have a favorite segment? Um, I really loved the the uh taking calls in a car. Um. Oh yeah. What on a car phone? I I thought that was just brilliant. Yeah, I I love that the intro with the vocoder for calls from the public. Yeah. It was really good. Like they they do a lot of those like little intro songs that are just super like really fun. Really really fun. And I love I just loved all of the the song performances in it. I thought were really good. Um they do a bunch of like covers of other songs. Like there's a bit where they turn on the radio in the last episode that I thought was super cute. Um it's just it's like it's a very imperfect show, and I think that's what I like so much about it, especially hearing like all the stuff that they've gone on to do, because um, like it is, I feel like extremely evidentiary of the fact that as long as you just like do shit, doing stuff, yeah, yeah, then like your output will continue to get better, and like um, there's a there's a lot to like in this. Yeah, well, and there's there's a charm to it in that like yeah, this seems like something I could like we could do right right absolutely like yeah no i I could see the uh the output of this being being possible yeah Um, i also really like in the um if you go on the wikipedia page for this they just have what everything is made out of (laughs) like (laughs) that's cool so like under the character section uh we'll do chester because he's the most uh you know interesting as far as what he's made of yeah uh so his head is an inverted rubber mold for a buddha figurine oh my god (laughs) his eyelashes are plastic sunflower petals Uh uh-huh uh which notably also syphil's uh hair is made of plastic sunflower leaves so i think they you know just got double duty out of some uh right plastic sunflowers from the dollar store good for them uh he has a sweater. A sweater sleeve composes most of his body. This gives him a distinct shape, resulting in a vacant <laughs> smile and appearance of innards in his mouth. <laughs> uh, his eyes are the same as Ollie's, mm-hmm. uh, with the addition of the large petal-like eyebrows. Um, he also has that like dog nose that's the same that Ollie has. Right, and for but, for listeners who haven't seen like the the basic conception of this is a sock puppet like that's where that's the the kickoff point yeah it's the show is mostly sock puppets and uh items that they can put in front of a camera and make it move around yeah like my one of my personal favorite was the uh the tooth fairy which was just a a set of needle nose pliers that they put a dress on <laughs> that was so good yeah um the the conception there is that um uh i think it was civil sold ollie's teeth i can't remember which who which yeah. sold which but uh 
<laughs> and so um the the tooth fairy has come to collect <laughs> oh that was good yeah it it's just really good stuff it feels largely improvised mm-hmm. um but yeah it's all like it, it feels like um concept driven improv or premise driven improv yeah that's a good where way of putting it. you you start off with a premise and then you know work from there yeah and uh i also like that they don't like i don't know try to cut around breaking character or like um you know like any awkward stuff or whatever yeah you just run with it every time and um i think that leaves it in a in a very like fun place and like keeps it from feeling like you need to take it too seriously at any point um i just really enjoy that aspect of it well and God, I don't know how, whether I'm correct or not, uh, but it feels like one of those things that they would run like uh, Beavis and Butthead, where they would just have, uh, you know, music videos in between segments, mm-hmm. which, like, that's what MTV was back in the day. So made it cool. Which was just great. So made it cool. Um, but actually, it was great. Like, and... Um... I don't know. There's also just a a level of um, what's the what's the way to put it? It just like actually feels kind of punk. Yeah. And um, it is one of those like yeah, this was just made by three people and now it's on. Yeah. You know, I think that's uh, what, the only thing that disappoints me about one of them ending up working on Ancient Aliens is because Ancient Aliens is decidedly not punk. Yeah, I mean it's it's all just like just like hey. We we know that not white people could never have made this. Yeah. Probably aliens. And if there's one thing I know for certain, it's that white supremacy is not punk. Yeah. Uh, as the... God. Is that the Dead Kennedys that did the Nazi punks yeah. fuck off song? Yeah. yeah. God bless. Um, also, also in this, they do um, a landlord segment and... Um, uh, I love that. Well, so that the landlord calls in on a regular basis when they have their yeah their calls from the public. Their calls from the public segments, and the landlord is. I like that this is like one of the few pieces of like true continuity in this is that it. Syphil and Ollie are clearly building some eldritch contraption, and like uh, slowly working towards something horrible. <laughs> yeah Yeah, the the landlord calls in is like hey um what are you guys what are you guys doing you're using a lot of power um i need you to stop why why are you building windmills on the roof uh and they're like uh don't worry we just needed some um we needed a power power something stuff yeah yeah we needed don't don't worry about it anyway we're on a car phone this is really expensive so we're gonna hang up now anyway next caller you're on the air I do like that with Syphil. Yeah. It's like the the ease with which he lies and the ease with which he just throws Ollie under the bus for stuff too. <laughs> is oh God, when his mom calls in. Very funny. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so what was the implication of that? Was it that he was actually holding his cigarettes for Syphil? Yeah. That's yeah, so he, good. He, yeah, he was holding Syphil. Basically... Ollie's mom calls into the show and starts berating him for having cigarettes in his jacket. 
And Ollie tells her that they were Syphil's cigarettes. And Mom's like, no, there's no way that Syphil would, he wouldn't smoke. It's a disgusting habit. Anyway, and then they get off the f- bye, yeah. Ollie. Or no, she says bye, bye, Syphil. <laughs> Very somberly. Yeah. And then they have the, all right, man, you owe me a pack of smokes. <laughs> Can't believe you get, she threw those away. <laughs> yeah. You can, you can throw them away. You can do whatever you want with them. They're not mine. Well, I are, I already did. So, <laughs> hey, what's the name of the um the QVC segment? Oh, Precious Roy's Home Precious Shopping Roy's Network. Home Shopping Network. Fuck. Which God, there's they come up with these ads that are just so good. Yeah, I I really like specifically that Sasquatch feeder. Oh God, it's just like <laughs> meat in a tube. It was a, yeah, it was a. Well, it was a bird feeder with like <laughs> French fries and a hamburger shoved into it's it. It's so nasty. <laughs> it's so good. It's so gross. And uh oh. I remember what the first one was. It was like um oh god, I watched I watched the last episodes while I was like half asleep and it really added to the dreamlike <laughs> quality and improvisational nature of this. Oh man. But but there's a bunch, of, and they have this hand model. This like, and by hand model, I mean literally a model of a hand that is holding yeah. whatever object, or like gesturing at it, or poking or just, it, like poking it. Yeah, oh, man. Uh, those are those are really well done. Uh-huh. Uh, I wound up watching a few extra of those because it's what you do. Yeah, you nasty. Uh, I did get so when they cut to Precious Roy, he always just says like, I don't know random random bullshit yeah with uh my favorite one being the kids at the fuck fo- at the park feed me breadcrumbs <laughs> <laughs> like god that's it's good so good it's so good <laughs> oh um i really liked the uh oh what was the name of the character uh the the, the guy the guy who is like pissed off at at ollie for like legitimate reasons oh stealth stealth that's his name yeah yep stealth was stealth was a charmer for sure uh, yeah there again i i really liked how just syphle just threw ollie under the bus really easily hang on this is like, stupid you two need to work this out hang on come here is he gone yeah yeah, yeah he's, he's, gone. he's gone okay Oh, what the fuck? He's right here. <laughs> yeah. And then he just like haunts the rest of the episode, just sitting in the corner, reminding him that he's going to get killed. <laughs> yep. Oh, it's great. It's uh, great. Uh, let's see. Other segments. Uh, rock facts. Rock I facts. Per- oh, yeah. Personally, really like rock facts <laughs> just because they tell lies every time god uh let's see interview time uh which yeah we did the intro Mm -hmm. on that one but Mm -hmm. that's you know they they pretend to book guests and they fall through every time so sometimes so they'll do more esoteric ones where the interviewee actually shows up yeah uh where it's just like an inanimate object or uh, the examples on Wikipedia are death, an atom, and G-spot and orgasm. 
Who did they interview in place of um of Walt Disney on that episode? Because they 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 did replace him with somebody, but I can't remember who. Huh? Like they they, they had inter- they had they didn't like replace him replace him, but they're like uh, what they like replaced that segment with. They didn't interview Walt Disney. I made that up. Oh, who did they interview that canceled? I I do not remember. Fuck. Anyway, they were going to interview Walt Disney. Yeah. Thank you. Nice try, punk. Can't <laughs> fool me. <laughs> anyway, they get so yeah, they got Roy Disney. Yeah. They got Roy Don Donk. <laughs> Roy Donkey. <laughs> What's that? Roy Donk is a character from uh the uh the tim and eric show right i don't know i didn't oh, really watch that show much no roy donk is a jazz musician who's who's referenced in the um in a uh a, a bit on another improv show i think you should leave with tim robinson oh sure <laughs> that's that that's sketch that's sketch is yeah. it yeah i thought it was improv yep. no ah uh, that makes more sense that's way too blocked out and everything to be improv I'm gonna need you to deliver that at at a party and um uh as a um as a character name guessing game like like catchphrase. What? That sounded deranged, but it's <laughs> the way that you said that sounded so so similar to the way that the character in that sketch talked about anybody not being able to guess his fucking jazz his shitty jazz musicians. Oh, all right. Yep. Now I now I remember the one you yeah. were mentioning. I didn't watch that much of the second season. Um, just because you uh you had bad taste, or like, is there another reason? Like, <laughs> I don't I don't know. It it has it's like kind of shitter. an awkward thing to it. Yeah. In a lot of the sketches, where I'm just like, eh, I'm alone, and this is so awkward. <laughs> <laughs> Live a little well, goddamn. Yeah. <laughs> i've not i've not known you to uh to shy away from that in the past well it's kind of i mean it's like watching uh like horror movies on my own yeah Uh, okay that's that's fair yeah like the same type of thing where it's like uh i'm just here on my own and i don't know i don't have the same reaction to this (laughs) yeah (laughs) um yeah i don't know what what more to say about this because it's it's like one of those like it really does feel like it is best experienced by just like watching the fucking thing. Um, we could talk about some of the other media that we that we think that this influenced, or like um, maybe about like what makes. Uh, I don't know. This this sort of plays on the edge of for me about like what is a puppet or not. But I guess sock oh. puppet is kind of right in the name. Yeah, it's kind of right there. Yeah. But, like, I don't know, a lot of the other characters that they'll have are just, like, an action figure that they're wiggling around. Does that count as a puppet? Sure. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, as long as it just isn't a person, then, yeah, it's a puppet. Like, he could even do, like, the finger puppet thing where you're just like, it's just my finger. I considered doing Thumb Wars. Wow. As as one of the things. I had not thought about Thumb Wars in a, in a hot minute, I tell you what. It, it's one that I kept running by in, like, the video store when I was a kid. Yeah. And, like, even as a kid, I would look at it and just be like, this looks stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not great. Um, like, I and I think part of that is just that, like, there's a very low floor on Star Wars parody. 
That's true. Man, there was a, a period of time where just like fucking everybody was doing a, a Star Wars parody. And like that oh, was yeah. the extent of content that was being made for a minute. I think it kind of culminated with like Family Guy doing multiple Star Wars parody episodes. Yeah, I think that's accurate. And it's just like, who gives a shit? Yeah. <laughs> it's a little much, y'all. But they committed to yeah. it for like six times. I bet they made a ton of money. Oh, probably. I mean, there's also probably a certain point at which they didn't want to do them, but it's like, because that was post, I think Robot Chicken was the first like show on that network to do yeah. to do one. Well, this was, this would have been after uh, Family Guy was back on Fox. Oh, right. I forgot that there was and that yeah, whole robot, switch, yeah. ship swap. Oh, yeah. They moved that around. They didn't quite move it around as much as Futurama, but they did move it around <laughs> quite a bit. Has anything moved around as much as Futurama? God, I I wonder, <laughs> but I kind of doubt it. Yeah, because most of those shows, like they just keep running because they're consistently successful. Right. Most shows don't get canceled like three times. <laughs> I'll do it again. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, Robot Chicken. It's hard for me to look at any of those things without. Uh, so Seth Green reminds me he looks just like my old roommate who is an immense shithead and <laughs> like i had to kick out because he just was not paying rent yeah if you're listening to this shit like fuck that. you guy yeah i mean he's still dodging me because he owes me a ton of money in back rent i mean but well i've got good news and bad news you ain't ever getting that back yeah oh i know okay good <laughs> i came to terms with that a while ago okay good just it's important for me that you not hold on to that weight anymore. You got to let go of the past. But yeah, so when, fuck that when stuff, yeah, well, <laughs> and I, I get to use uh, Seth Green as a proxy. So when uh, stupid shit happens to Seth Green, like his monkey that he was basing his <laughs> shit ass cheers. Yeah, but cheers, but filmed as though it was a commercial for a dating service oh my god show oh my god when when his monkey that he was going to use for that gets stolen and then he has to buy it back from someone for 260 grand <laughs> no that's a funny show you just make that as a show It'd be a better time <laughs> i i think it's it's funniest as like just every few days you hear an, another stupid thing about that shit god if, if people aren't familiar, Seth Green was making a show with an NFT character as his main thing. Yep. And it was just one of the Bored Ape Yacht Club apes. It and was fucking nothing. Yeah, there's... And yet. You can, you can <laughs> find a preview for it that they showed at a fucking NFT thing. Um, you can find that online. What's... The funniest thing about it is looking at the comments on that YouTube video uh -huh. because none of it is just like, this looks boring or whatever. All of it is, hey, I have this NFT project. Can it get into the show? <laughs> and like a bunch of people like shit talking him for being a heel. Like, God, there was the, because uh, he got his NFT stolen. And so he lost the, the copyright on the character that he wanted to use. 
which to is produce just the stupidest show. thing because it's just like just make up a character it's so it it's, can be literally anything this thing doesn't have any fucking it's a monkey with a halo like that's <laughs> all that it is hey will hey will it's art so i'm gonna need you to i'm gonna need you to stop because um <laughs> yeah it's computer generated art <laughs> it's technically art uh so yeah he um fucking he put his heart and soul into that and uh it got stolen and then um he's like freaking out about it and a guy in the comments is like i have information on whatever username of the guy yeah, who stole your thing lead to... yeah. so it wasn't the person who stole it it was the person who bought the stolen nft ah i see he's like this could lead to the arrest and he's you like, know please Green dm me with any information is, yeah it's just like well th- you could dm me i'm not sure that they did anything wrong about this <laughs> He's like, no, I'm just, I'm just making fun of you, dude. <laughs> yes. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's so good because it's so easy. Uh, I'm glad we can all dunk on Seth Green just a little bit. Yeah. Oh, and I'm, I'm, you know, when you take a look at it, something like that, something that's like this shitty Who Framed Roger Rabbit meets Cheers thing that all just looks wrong. Yeah. You have that and then fucking 30 years prior or 24 years prior you have three guys with sock puppets that just make something charming because <laughs> it's not it's not a grift or anything no, it's just like they're just they, having they, a good time yeah they're just friends and they're just having a good time making making some videos godspeed godspeed syphil and ollie which apparently there are like new ones coming out. Oh, I saw. Yeah, that. they they've reviewed video games. Oh, yeah, Syphil and Ollie video games reviews. I saw that uh, um, Devolver Digital were in talks with them, or like maybe even bought the rights to making a Syphil and Ollie game. I don't know how that works, but huh? I guess if Devolver Digital is going to do it, then okay. Yeah, that's curious, because th- then it's like, what would that be? fmv stuff i have no idea granted they bought the rights to that in like 2018 so who the fuck knows if it's even happening oh and that that might have just been one of those things where like oh we were working on it and then pandemic and yeah blah 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 but games also take a long time to make and they do take a long time and also with with like rights stuff like that i think what it happens a lot of time is that you secure the rights and then um especially for a shop like devolver um what ends up happening i this is this is pure conjecture but i know that it's true of other studios that are similar to this where um like and the same thing happens with board games too where like people will come to them with a game and maybe the theming of it isn't quite good or isn't quite um enough or or like saleable enough or just like oh, ends sure. up being a really good match for ip that yeah. they already have access to or a like this a property that they already have access to theming for and so they will reskin a game or like work with developers to be like hey uh, do you want to make this into this so maybe that'll happen one day that'd be fun i'm i'm just trying to think what i would want it to be and um, fortnite too like yeah <laughs> i was thinking like gta clone but everyone's sock puppets okay that'd be kind of fun actually right <laughs> and you do the like um like hyper textural um modeling yeah, style yeah you, you make it look like yoshi's woolly world yeah exactly 
That sounds like a blast. Anyway, uh, Devolver Digital, give me a call. Yeah. I, I can, you know, I don't Produce know this. how to do anything with video games, but uh, there's an idea, and I can, I got lots more where that came from, baby. Woo! Uh, is that the show? I think we're calling it there. Is that the whole show? Yeah. All right. Uh, next week. Next week. Uh, oh, next week we're doing Thunderbirds. Thunderbirds. Thunderbirds are go. Not Thunderbirds are go. That's the movie. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna do the series. Look forward to that. Yeah. Goodbye. Bye, everybody. Thanks so much for listening, y'all. Big thanks to the composer of our theme, Miles Morkery, and to Bernadette Meeker, the artist for our thumbnail. We're OnTwosPod on Twitter.com. Our website is OnTwos.club. You're the best. Good night. Good night. <laughs>